1985 was a common year starting on Tuesday of the Gregorian calendar, the 1,985th year of the Common Era, and Anno Domini, I don't even know if I said that right, designations, the 985th year of the second millennium, the 85th year of the 20th century, and the sixth year of the 1980s. The year, it's like confusing, right? Confusing, <laughs> we just all agree. 1980 that, is, is the first year. Right, but, right. It's yeah. just, yeah, it is confusing to think of it that way. Anyway, the reason why I'm giving all that information that's is because... That's the back of the box for the 1980s. That's the back of the box for the 1980s. As you guys know, we always read the back of the boxes. That was uh, the Wikipedia entry great, for 1985. Great joke. Uh, yeah, it was a really well thought out joke. Uh, better than a cereal box. Yeah, welcome to nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, this Anyone is nostalgia. There? We're nostalgia. Uh, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America, but today we're not talking about a game, we're talking about a lot of games. Whoa. Yeah. We didn't uh, pause for the music. Nostalgia's 1985 celebration. Hey. We're all wearing party hats. Only we're not talking about anything other 1985 related except for these 17 launch games. Yes. I know this is not like a who's who's tree. I don't want to know what happened on uh, Cheers. Is that Was that around in 1985? I have no uh, idea. Probably. It's very hard for me 1985 to like think about what was around. Because none of us were alive then. Yeah, not only was not, not only were we not alive, but like a lot of the big things for me that happened in the eighties is like eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like the Simpsons and stuff like that. Like that's how that's how I kind of view things. Eighty five. I'm thinking like Back the, to the Future. The and world that's it. like really yeah, likes. Um, they really like glam metal right now, and yeah. that's like confusing. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing There's to think that there time. was a time where instead of all this pop music that we're hearing today, people are like all about glam metal and like boys dressing like girls. It's great. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're dressing like girls ironically. Like. <laughs> okay. That's my knowledge of 1985. Uh, prove me wrong. All right, you heard you heard it. <laughs> what do you think of 1985, Sean? I don't know. When I think of the 80s, I think of uh, like the fake 80s with all the the stuff that you know. It's it, in 2018, 2017. You're thinking of like a lot of like yeah. vector graphics, vector, and, yeah, like cassette uh, tapes, vector graphics. Off into that digital uh, sunset with the with, with the trees, like an 80 like Miami. I think about Miami. Are you yeah, picturing yeah, yeah. that uh, that soda cup that has the wavy? No, that's, that's a 90s. That's, that's a 90s. Only yeah, 90s kids. I, yeah. I think of that as a 90s thing too. I was just yeah. wondering, Joe. 85, what comes to mind? <laughs> what comes to mind? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't around, but there's a few movies I, a few movies I think of. Back to the Future is one of them. Okay. Um, video games, a lot of the games I grew up on, you know? Great. 1980s. Okay, 1985. Uh, Sam, 1985? Uh, what do we got? Communism, I guess. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Back to the Future. You so that's yeah, that's uh, 1985. <laughs> well, it's just they, they mentioned that Communism, year. Back to the Future. I'm also thinking now. Every time we're saying 1985, I'm thinking of that Bowling for Soup song or whatever they're called. What are they called? What's that band called? I know what you're talking about Bowling for Soup. Yeah. Okay, good. And they do that song. You know, like she's still preoccupied with 19. 19- 19, 1985. It's oh, like yeah. it's funny how that song's not from 1985, but <laughs> well, no, because no, she's still she's, preoccupied. Right, it's but it just means like it's wrong for me to associate that with 1985. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I don't think it's wrong because I think it's what the song is called. <laughs> All right, so let's just uh, let's just move on for a second and uh, try uh, do to we, stay. Do we have to? <laughs> we have to talk a little bit about what we're actually here to talk about, which is NES launch games. Hey. Somehow we made it through 17 episodes, and uh, we talked about all 17 yeah. uh, launch games. And you're still here. 
And yeah, people are still listening. Which is even (laughs) probably incredible is that for some people, they probably said, I'll just skip right to the best of 1985 episode. I need to listen to the other 17 episodes. You're wrong. But also, (laughs) this is really weird because this is really unprofessional of us, the way we're handling it. And it's usually not like this. Like People must be like, what are these guys doing? When are they going to talk about something? So I'm going to go ahead and talk about... Well, I mean, we're talking. We're talking communism. We're talking, but like... That's some real talk. Sam, you're killing me right now. Um, We are talking, and we're talking about NES launch game. So just to give some quick stats of the games that we covered so far, we have five sports games, four arcade games, three zapper games, two Rob games, one racing game, one beat 'em up and one platformer. And that's 1985. It's kind of funny that uh, we have... One of each, we have five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, I, I did think one. that, yeah, there's no, like, six and then four. Like, right. I thought the, I mean, that's a pretty even lineup, especially, like, five sports it's, games. Wait, one, sports one platformer? Yeah, that's true. One platformer, yeah. What would you call Ice Climber? I would call Ice Climber an arcade game. Okay. I th- you know, just by the structure of, like, yeah. you yeah. know, that's it's fair. mostly right. a points-based game. I don't really think it's, like, uh, there's no story and, like, the platform. <laughs> you gotta get that fruit from the pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, a yeah, condor, yeah. so... You know, oh yeah, yeah. That's, a, come on, whatever. come on! You're pretending right, like we're. I mean, really, it's guys. about it's about as much of a story as Super Mario Brothers has. If you don't look at the manual, yeah. Well, I mean, once the you man, look at the man. manual for Super Mario Brothers, you know that every block <laughs> is actually a toad. They got transformed into a block. Nah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, it was a horrifying truth. Yeah. You're trying to remember that you didn't commit mass <laughs> genocide as you went through. I, I tried to the black that kingdom. Out. <laughs> So uh, one thing that I just wanted to correct way back from the first episode is I think I kind of said that uh, this was a launch uh, in 1985 was a launch for New York and L.A., but it's actually for just New York and New Jersey in 1985. So uh, L.A. doesn't come until 1986, early 86. So it's really interesting to think that this thing was just in New York, but they had that mentality of, you know, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. And I'm not joking with that. Like, that was their mentality was like, oh, you don't think, like, Nintendo can survive because nobody believed in video games? They were like, well, we'll go to New York. It's the toughest area, the biggest, you know, the largest city in America at the people time. People hate video games in New York. And Yeah, people just hated <laughs> them. So if they so were buying them, it was like, well, how many people... get those guys to buy them. How many really people would buy them? I, I had no idea that, like, this was just a regional thing for the entire year. Yeah, it's it's well, it's also, remember, October. Oh, yeah, it was... October it was 9th, holiday, 1985 holiday, is the launch, yeah. and it's like... It's, you know, I think, like, uh, mostly Toys R Us, uh, F.A.O. Schwartz, uh, mm-hmm. Sears. Those were the kind of places that were, were holding this, and they weren't paying a dime for them. Nintendo was just like, hey, you know, you don't have to pay us anything. Like, we'll set them up. We'll put them out in the store. We'll talk to people about them. You don't have to do anything. After, like, 100 days, I, I think it was, or a couple months, they were like, then you can either sell it back to us and buy it back at cost, or you can continue to order more. And people were like... Yeah, I'll take more. Yeah, they ordered more. Uh, We had 50,000 units sold in just the New York region. So it sold 50,000 units uh, in the New York area during that time. And I think that's pretty impressive. Like, I heard 50,000. I mean, like, that's no, like, you know, nowadays they're looking for, like, 2 million. But that's also, like, (laughs) worldwide and stuff like that. I think that's pretty impressive uh, to hear 50,000 units. And they did, like, a little survey. And parents uh, were asked a bunch of reasons for why they wanted to buy uh, an NES for their child. But I thought the more interesting answer was, why did the children want the NES to begin with? Obviously, most of them could not buy it. It was like $300 inflation adjusted. Oh, my God. So the reason why uh, kids wanted it was overwhelmingly for the robot. 
Rob. That's so disappointing. That, they, they did it. They knew what they were doing. They, yeah. Remember, right. they went in with that guise of like the only way this is going to get into toy stores is if we build a toy for right. it. And so Rob was like their their Trojan horse, as a gaming historian uh, on YouTube refers to him. He refers to him as this Trojan horse, and it's it's true, right? Well, I mean, if I if I'm ten years old and I see that robot, and you know it's the '80s, and I can't go online and look up how good it is, like. Oh, I want that. That's exactly if what you, I want. Yeah. If you especially watch this one commercial that they did around launch time that just was about Rob, they weren't <laughs> even talking about the NES. They were just like, this robot. You would like, you know, it almost seemed like an E.T. commercial. Like, you know, oh, I like, could see that, yeah. Right, right. It's like, you know, chilling with E.T. It's like, I'm just chilling with Rob, my futuristic robot buddy. <laughs> and he was doing like all this crazy things. And it's like, we know it's not like that. It's very interesting, you know? though, that you compare it to E.T., as the thing that helped bring the video game industry back in North America. <laughs> and also E.T. I never really thought of it like that, but I, you could argue that it's of the quality of E.T., <laughs> but <laughs> with the uh, reverse effect. Right. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And so, you know, we, we've bashed Rob really hard. Would anyone like to apologize to him in Absolutely this episode? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Nah. I actually would like to say that I, I went easy on him. <laughs> You're I right. think the nicest thing I said to Rob was that I would never turn him on. Oh, oh damn! Like, <laughs> yeah, I meant like I would never turn him on. This way, he had to like deal with his existence, you know. Because just to, just to find his fate is just to like stack blocks. Like I wouldn't wouldn't want to do that to him. Right. So I think that's, that's like the, that's, a that's a nice thing, you know. Like uh, it was a mercy. Yeah, I, I mercy. Think, I think we said nice things in the way of I think uh, Sean said a lot like that. They it was selling people. It, it did what it. It did what it was it supposed what to do. It, it, was it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It's, it's very telling that Nintendo never made another Rob game. Feels like they didn't want anything to do with it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And even though kids were demanding Rob, they were like, "Yeah, the reason yeah, I yeah. bought an NES was for Rob." Even knowing that data, because you know Nintendo got a hold of that data, they were like, "No, we're good. Right. No more Rob games. Yeah. Like, <laughs> choose enough." Yeah. Before anyone pays too much attention to Rob, let's get rid. Or of maybe it. they realized that was all he could do. I right. think that was the case. Like, like, what, it, other what other game could we make? <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's that. Now I ask you guys, how was Nintendo's launch year? Pretty uh, good. <laughs> I think they they figured some stuff out. And, think of it uh, in terms of just like a console in general, right? Like, you know, would if this not that if this lineup came out today, but like you know, if this selection of games was what you had, would you be satisfied with this launch, or would you be like, eh, I don't really know if this is enough? Like, I, mean, I bought this three hundred dollar console, and this is what I have to show for it. I would say also considering that it was October. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good uh, amount of games, and it's not like you would get all of them unless you were like I don't know, super rich. But yeah, uh, I think I think there's a nice variety there. Yeah, right? and you again, yeah, you definitely wouldn't get all of them. So I think like to have the variety too, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, five sports games is a lot, but when you're only probably gonna buy one or two, mm-hmm. you know, really, I think by our determination or my determination at least, you guys can let me know if I'm wrong. I think that you can't go wrong with too many of the sports games. You're really only going to get gypped out of like two of them. And for me, right. that would be 10 yard fight and soccer. I think those two are the, uh, mm-hmm. the roughest of the bunch. Right. But oh man, I do not agree with that. But, um, well, which one's the roughest of the bunch for you in the sports games? It was, it was baseball. 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 Wow. Okay. I, it was the one that I, that I was the most frustrating, but this isn't about me complaining about <laughs> baseball again. I don't know. Maybe but, it could be. <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, everything being said in terms of, uh, like if I was to grade the launch, mm-hmm. um, and I look at like launches for like the more recent consoles and the joke is always like, okay, we cut this piece of hardware. Where are the games? Right. That was like, a huge right. PS3 problem. Yeah. It's, it's like you got, 
we got the PS3, you got Call of Duty, World at War, and like Viva uh, Pinata. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of these games, and you're supposed to be just cool with that. And I remember going to GameStop and just seeing like six games on the shelves and like this is what we got right, right. <laughs> so uh, i think that this is a a really good variety of games even within the sports genre like there's a lot you, you that you can play around with there and i think like you know if we're gonna grade this thing we also are like we're easily forgetting it has super mario brothers yeah it's right. the only game right. you buy if it, if it just had that it would have a great launch right, yeah, right. If that's yeah. the only game you buy and it lasts you like in terms of coming out in october and taking you through christmas that's amazing right. this, would have, this would have <laughs> sold yeah i mean not not like not too much of a joke saying that no but, like, i wasn't joking yeah, yeah if you um if they just sold this as like they could have sold this as like a mini arcade cabinet that had one game hard coded into it, and it was Mario. It would have probably had similar like numbers. Right. Well, no, Rob though, right? Yeah. Right, and I, that's, yeah. that's what I do wonder. I mean, looking in hindsight, I I agree with that, but I think at the time, oh, yeah. I do wonder how much they actually needed. Like, like think about how important it is that they're not calling this a video game system. They're not using True, the word video right, game. Right. They're they're mm-hmm. calling them game packs. Yeah, you know, like that's the it, there's very important language there. Uh, even it's an entertainment system, but it doesn't have Netflix. Like, <laughs> you know, right. it's like it's like what else does it do besides play video games? Uh, I mean, it gives you an imaginary friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if I don't look at it at the business standpoint, if I just look at it as like I'm a consumer and I bought this, I mean, there are there aren't a ton of gems. I mean, there's Super Mario Brothers and there's Duck Hunt, but. Uh, but there's enough, I mean, enough games that are just fun enough that would keep me entertained, you know, where I would, wouldn't feel like I wasted my money on an NES system. I'd feel like, well, no, there's, there's enough out there. I buy one, you know, you get one now and whatever, play it for a while. And back then you, you played a game until you were really good yeah. at it. it wasn't yeah, like yeah. The whole idea yeah. was is that you wanted to be good at the game, right, like right. that you would just continue to play the same games over and over. Right. So even though there were some, like, some whiffs, I, I, I can't see a kid in 1985 not... You know, not having something to do on this system. Yeah, to the point there were whiffs, but they all had value. I do. I feel really bad for the kids because you know what happened. Who like just got like ten yard fight and uh, (laughs) what? Yeah, um, what Glukuland or something? Yeah, or if they just got robbed. Oh, you know, oh, that, yeah. that's got to happen to a up. lot of people. It would have been really hard to do that. I believe the bundle at the time was like an NES Rob and um, Gyromite. And uh, was it Duck Hunt and a Zapper? I feel like the answer was Duck Hunt and a Zapper, but it might have just been Super Mario Brothers. There were several bundles by the end of the console lifespan. I know that there was a launch one, though, too, that there were like several bundles as well for that. By the end of the console lifecycle, it was like a crazy deal. You could get like Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt and Tetris all on the same console (laughs) uh, game pack, rather. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would all be in like a three in one. I don't know if Tetris was the third one in that in that three and one, but you get been, the idea. Two games alone Mario is a Brothers. good deal. Well, there was, th- I don't think it was Mario Bros. Was Mario but Bro- well, there was a there, yeah. Know. Wait, yeah. Anyway. Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt and track something track. Oh, track and field. Yes, and yeah, field. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, like you know, that's to show off all the different things. Like right. And Super Mario Brothers, you play with that the was controller. Their first sports. Right. Yes. Uh, track and field was the power pad, mm-hmm. the, the dance pad, if you will. That's what it was. Uh, something we'll talk about when we get there. But I do want to, uh, you know, just. Looking ahead, knowing the knowledge that we have now, if you knew that from October 9th of 
1985, until June of 86, this was all you were going to have for this console. Would it still be enough? We said it was enough for the year, but does it take you all the way to June 86? Are you satisfied then? Well, I think that video games had less of an impact on culture. So it's not like now where people just spend hours and hours and hours playing video games. And I'm sure that's the case for some people, but I feel like in general... No, I think that's a very strong point, That too. wouldn't be... Mm-hmm. Um, that wouldn't be how most people would approach it. I also think that that audience is so much more kids than today's audience. Mm-hmm. You know, like video right. games now are, uh, you know, I, I would like to see the numbers actually of like adults versus kids. But I think a lot of those adults who play those games now played the NES growing up. So yeah. they're just like, you know, you're you're into that. I think you wouldn't really have much more time to play more games over that span, because I think a lot of families would like, kick you out of the living room after like yeah, an hour yeah, or so. Yeah. So you really don't have that much time to to just dump into these games as you would to run out of them in like an eight month period. Yeah. yeah. And all these games are uh, published by Nintendo too. They're not all necessarily developed by Nintendo, but they're all published by Nintendo. So it is kind of like them curating their market being like, these are the games similar to kind of what we saw with the switch when it first launched before the explosion of all these third party um uh, games coming out is that when it first came out, you had like Breath of the Wild and, uh, you know, like a Bomberman R and stuff like that. But really, it was like, we want you to play Breath of the Wild. Right. That's all and you then need. check back, like, you know, next month we'll have Mario Kart. Next month after that, we'll have Arms. You know, it was like, it was like very much like they were kind of like not trying to shove your face with so many mm-hmm. things because they wanted you to enjoy the current experience so that when they offered their next experience, you were like, okay, good. I've had my fill of that. Now I want this. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, that's what these 17 launch games are. Is there enough variety to hold people over, but definitely like when the next batch finally comes out, the wait has been long enough that it's like, oh, I got to, there's new games now. Yeah. Right. And tell mm-hmm. me if you guys had a similar experience, but I think even when we were kids in like the nineties playing you know, PlayStation one or, you know, N64, I mean, I when I bought a game, I played that game for a long time, oh, and I would yes. stop yeah, playing yeah. it. And I'd go back to it a year later, and I so it never felt <laughs> like it's I was not like, your money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's <laughs> like I have this game. This is what I have to play. So yeah. mm-hmm. and I would go back to unless it a lot. it's Paperboy sixty four, in which case <laughs> right. you, you play it and you really try, and it's just it's and then you return it. So yeah. I've kind of talked to you about this on length online, uh, but never on the podcast. Is that like I think. One thing that uh, adults who play video games now don't realize is, is like a lot of people tell me this frustration of like, I follow gaming news more than I play games. Like I get more excited mm-hmm. about yeah. hearing about games. Hype and culture. See, yeah, like hype culture and it's stuff like that. That's kind of the boat that I was in and I guess I'm still in. Yeah, and it's very interesting because I think why that is is just because they're they're not limiting themselves in their uh, intake of games. Like, now a Steam sale comes around and you can buy, like, 15 games. Who Now you're under no obligation to play all 15. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden you've said that too much. If you would take your childhood approach of just being like, this is my game and this is my game for this month, and you right. were forcing yourself to play it, yeah, I mean, like, you shouldn't force yourself to do anything. But at the same time, no, you might enjoy that game more right. than true. having 15 games to play in a month. Yeah, yeah I'm guilty I of found- that. I found that even when I like, even if I'm like, oh, I'll just buy one game, then I will just sit there and think, what one game will I buy? And there's just, since I have the options, I'm, then I just end up not buying any games because I'm like, I don't know which one to buy. And I'll, right. I'll wait until the I. The illusion know which of one's choice. Good. It's the Netflix yeah, problem. It's, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Around on Netflix. I mean, it's the same. Like, I think a lot of people can can relate that uh, I have a 
a Steam library that is it's too big to mention. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's it would be embarrassing, but basically, I'll get on my computer on a day that I have nothing to do, and I'll be like, I'm just gonna play a game, and I just stare at it. And I don't want to play any of them because they're all staring back at me. And I think, yeah, I want more curation in my life. I think that would simplify things. Yeah. For me, just playing on, uh, and I know this might be unpop- an unpopular opinion, an unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't have as much fun when I play on a computer just because I, you can, if you're not having a good time, it's so easy just to X out of it and and like, go back to online go, browsing. Go and, online yeah. or pick up, like, do a different game or something. You're just not even, like, a removing the cartridge or removing mm-hmm. the disc right. kind of thing that you have to do. Whereas, I feel like if I'm playing a console game, uh, I'll have to, I'll put a little bit more effort into it. There's a bit, I definitely agree with that. There's a bit more of an experience when it's physical media over digital. Uh, but I think that, I think we've exhausted uh, yeah. the point of this and so I kind of want to get into the fun part of this episode where we uh, essentially determine our top five games of 1985 alright so let's get to the good part of this episode where we rank our games uh, just so everybody knows how this works we're only going to do five I don't think we're, there's any point in doing top 17 because by the time we get to 1988 it could be top 200 <laughs> so we're just going to limit it to five so this way in the future we can always kind of limit it to five or maybe ten if we have to expand it Anyway, the way it works is we're all going to say our number five game, then our number four, three, so forth. Our number five game is each worth one point. Your number four game is worth two points. Your number three game, three points. Number four game. um, Number two game? Yeah. It's hard. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I was like, yeah, because you know why? I was doing the points backwards. Yeah, and I was like, five, four, three, I think everybody, four, five. Yeah, I think everybody who at home is probably just as confused. So don't worry. We're going to tell you what the scores are at the end. You don't have to then do the math on your own. Right. We're going to figure out. But you get the idea. We'll figure yeah. out what our collective top five is. Right. Everything is worth more the better you rate it. Uh, so... We'll kind of just like go through it, I guess. I don't need any major explanations, but if you want to confess your love for a specific game that maybe you didn't give enough love to the first time it went around, let's hear it. So my number five is Excite Bike, and I I I think that this is a controversial number five because it's an essential game, one of our only three essential games. Yet I put it at number five. That doesn't doesn't make much sense mike something's up here it's not it's not that the game got worse after looking at it it's that some of the other games in hindsight got better and i think yeah. excite bike for me still works the same way it does love that course creator mode if it wasn't there i probably wouldn't even put this game up that high uh and i did not vote this game essential as yeah, far as i remember i think that's why i would accept a five yeah out of you. so i think like at the end of the day this is still like good racing fun and i like that the levels are so short that you can continue to play them again Sam? All right. Number five, baseball. Uh, I got to throw it on there. I think <laughs> nice. It's just like... Very rare. It's There are so many different aspects to it. And I, this is one of those that I, I don't think I gave enough love to. Um, not that it's not janky. It's still very janky. But when you're playing with another person and only with another person, I think this game is a lot of fun. Just because... I mean, I played, I played Sean on stream a little while mm-hmm. ago. And... Uh, that was a fun and time. I had fun it was, with that. It was fun, but it, it's like frustrating, but it's frustrating for both of you also. Mm-hmm. And it's a back and forth. The unreliability of the fielding, yeah. as much of that is a flaw, when you're playing against another person, becomes, you can't yeah. help but laugh. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. It, it, I did have a, like, a surprising amount of fun playing two-player baseball. Now, I would never play against the computers again, but if I had a friend over, yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, 
So my number five, I, I had I, I was very torn on this, but my number five is Wrecking Crew. Oh, wow. And Wrecking Crew is on the list instead of Excite Bike. Whoa. Did and you I, have to reveal that? Like, well, I'm, the, only reason I'm, yeah. the only reason I'm revealing that, maybe should I not? No, no, that's yeah. fun. I like it. The only reason I'm revealing that is because I voted Excite Bike to Essential and Wrecking Crew kind of came in and did the thing that I loved about Excite Bike. Oh, the course Excite editor. Bike, the course editor. So that made me, was one of the reasons it made me re- reevaluate. Joe, did you vote Wrecking Crew as Essential? No. Okay, and there's a reason for that. So, so a lot of the puzzles that were built into Wrecking Crew were kind of lackluster. They were fun, but lackluster. But I loved the. Uh, I had so much fun with the. Uh, they were like too much on you being a good course creator to make interesting levels. Right, right. <laughs> so I had so much fun with the course creator that I, I put it at number five. I could, really couldn't think of other than Excite Bike, which was close. Couldn't think of something else that would tie for number five. Okay. So Wrecking Crew is my number five. Cool, Sean. Um, I uh, I voted for soccer. Oh, very interesting. Very okay. interesting. I, yes. Honestly, I, I love how this number five. Number five is actually, guys. This is this says something more about the person than it does about the lineup. I think <laughs> number five has really revealed something about each of us. I think that soccer is the uh, the, the best made action sport game that they have in this uh, in this lineup. Um, I think that. It, it, it just it just feels good. I, I like the the feel of the game, and I think this is the superior uh, action sport title in the the launch lineup for the NES. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot more than not a bunch of non sport titles, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just think that. Uh, it deserves to be in my top five. That's very interesting. And so you're saying that there are no other sports games in your top five. That is not true. I said okay. action sports. Okay. okay, action sports. I got it. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to pry into your top five mm-hmm. there. I was just going to be very surprised because you were very sports heavy throughout all 17 episodes. That's and true. We always know you as a sporty guy, so I was expecting to see at least one or two, but soccer, very yeah. interesting. Right. I'm not much of a soccer guy. but Soccer? And I'm like disgusted. I'm like, soccer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So uh, now let's go into our number four picks. Mine is Wrecking Crew. Wow. Nice. And I heard some surprises from Sean when you made that your number five, Joe. And I so I could only wait until I got my number four <laughs> the in. The love for Wrecking Crew disgusts me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was also not a Wrecking Crew fan, <laughs> so I'm with you there. And I think that, like this is funny that I picked two course editor games back to back. But I do think that is like an incredible feature for the NES. Right. But forget that. I actually also thought that there was a charm to Wrecking Crew that some of the other games that I liked didn't exude that kind of charm to it so i actually wound up going back to wrecking crew a little bit and playing through more of those levels i mean there is a hundred so i'll agree with joe that they're not necessarily the best set of levels and they're not in any particular order by the way i found some great levels in the 50s and 60s that blow away the ones in the hundred so it's not like the best levels are at the end or the most difficult levels are at the end it is kind of random but in terms of like an arcade game that also has a level editor and involves Mario as a mascot character. It's like, to me, this game stands out a little more than uh, my initial playthrough of it. Okay. Sam. Uh, my number four is a uh, pinball. I think that it's a, it's a simple, fun little game. It works really well. And I, I'm just imagining myself. If I only had five games of these 17 that we played, I would want to have that one. I think it's an easy one. You can just, Play a couple couple rounds, and that's it. I agree with your choice of pinball in the sense of if you only had these five games, because I think pinball definitely felt very replayable, Yeah, especially for that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number four is Kung Fu. Kung and Fu. I think, 
as I've gone back to it afterwards, I also kind of, I, I, I liked it. I think I liked it pretty yeah, well. Yeah, you were pretty episode. jazzed about it. Yeah, but uh, but as I went back to it, I kind of was like uh, realizing that it, it does handle pretty well. And it, I think, Sean, you were saying that a lot that it that it handles well as far as like the kicking and the punching. Mm-hmm, I thought um, so. Our and, only and also, our only essential vote came from Sean. That's right, true. That's right. Mm. Um, and it's also a decent challenge, but like learnable enough where you can. You can pick it up. And it's like a quirky, fun, you know, a lot of funny things kind of happen in it. Um, I will say that Kung Fu, for me, it, it is so different from the rest of the launch games. Yeah. Like, its closest cousin is Super Mario Brothers, but by really yeah. no actual right. means. Exactly, and yeah. I think, like, that whole whirlwind we went on with the two movies <laughs> and and the, just the fact value. that like yeah it had the voice synthesis and like you actually felt like you were going through the five lo- five floors mm-hmm. i really like kung fu i have a special place for that too i'm not good at that game yeah <laughs> i think that if i had a lot of time with it i'd be good and i, I would like it more mm-hmm. you know i mean maybe i wouldn't be good but i i'd probably like it more okay um but yeah not not a fan <laughs> sean cool. what's coming up on number four Okay, so my my four, five, and one that didn't quite make it were kind of close, but like the game that didn't quite make it was pinball. I I did enjoy pinball a lot, um, but my number four, uh, just above soccer and just a bit more above pinball is golf. Um, I don't know why I like it so much because it's so simple. Um, I know that you that that you Mike uh, you enjoyed a lot, um, uh, but yeah, it's it's a re- it's a relaxing game. It's uh, uh, they got those eighteen core. They got those eighteen holes. That they got that map. Mm-hmm. I, I want to oh, go that there. manual map. That manual yeah. map. We should get that framed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my number four. Okay, uh, my number three. Now we're getting into like you know the good points. These things will start to weigh a little more than your number five picks. My number three, Duck Hunt, and I think that that's surprising because I'm sure everybody is now wondering what's my number two. Right, <laughs> but uh, my I number know. three is Duck Hunt. I thought Duck Hunt uh, was a blast when I was a kid. And I still had fun with it today. So I think that says something. I wasn't, if you guys remember, I wasn't as hyped about Duck Hunt. You guys really sold me on it in that episode to make me realize, like, this is an essential NES experience. And uh, I thank you guys for that because I think we would be, it would be a terrible mistake to not have (laughs) Duck Hunt on our essential games list. Agreed. Duck Hunt is, yeah, Duck Hunt is good fun. But I think I still have the same complaints about it as I did in that episode. So that's why it's only number three for me. Sam? Um, my number three, it was really tough between two and three. I went back and forth on these two a lot. Uh, number three for me is Excite Bike, and I, I like Excite Bike a lot. And it's not to say it's bad, I just I think it's just a number three game. Yeah. I, I don't know. Fair, I great. Like you can put it, you can play a couple have, rounds. Have and, you gone back to Excite Bike? Uh, only not too much. I mean, we did the uh, right, uh the course little let's play, the course, our yeah, stream. Yep, I thought that was fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's it. Joe, number three. Uh, my number three is golf. Golf. I had a great time with golf as well. I mean, it, it was it was shockingly fun. Like I, <laughs> I've never really I've golfed maybe twice in my life. Uh, but it offers pretty much everything you want from a golf game. I mean, I I can't imagine Mm-mm. a future golf game doing it much better. No, I mean the the newer ones have a uh, pl- character customization. <laughs> oh, well, exactly what <laughs> right. I want from a golf. That's game. That's what I want yeah. from a golf game. Maybe a course, a core level editor. 
Yeah, then I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I just need a golf game directed by Spike Lee, <laughs> and then I'll be okay. Uh, what's that? <laughs> what? oh, okay. It sounds yeah, so. Yeah. Thank you for at least remembering the like, NBA. Okay, yeah, yeah. NBA two K. Completely 16? forgot about. Yeah, I that. think it was two K sixteen or seventeen yeah. had a Spike Lee story directed, the Spike Lee joint. Yeah. Uh, in it, it wasn't very good. I heard. Yeah, uh, but no, Joe, I I completely understand what you're saying. It, every other golf game after this won't be much better. Mm-hmm. It will it will still be golf at the end of the day, but right. like the improvements that they make will be minimal compared to the like structure that NES golf right. has left us. I with. still feel like I can sit down with NES golf and I feel like I had a golf experience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, my number three is Kung Fu. Um, I had to write this a little higher than y'all because, uh, I don't know, I, I have a weird crush on this game. Uh, I like that... It's crush on of, the game or on Sylvia? I think like, Sylvia, a little I bit mean, of A, a little bit of B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. or, or Mr. X. <laughs> well, it was the big, big man. man. The uh, big man. But, Giant. Uh, <laughs> I liked that it was sort of like a precursor to some like future fighting games, and I also liked that it was just for refreshing to play a game where you're just... Uh, it was it was refreshing to play a side scroller mm. before we got to uh, Mario, and I felt like we, there weren't a lot of those to play in this launch uh, sequence. Yeah, you bring up a great point there, though. I didn't think about that because we reviewed them alphabetically. I wonder how we would have done that episode if it would have gone after Super Mario Brothers. I wonder how that episode oh, would have gone. I don't know. I don't know. It shouldn't have gone any differently if you think about yeah. it, but I think we would have had a, a little worse of a taste in our mouth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. All right. All right. So now number two, these are worth four points. That was something that I couldn't articulate earlier (laughs) on, but this is a big deal. Now my number two golf, (laughs) (laughs) the number that's come on. It's the number two game. Uh, and here's why. Okay. For me, I don't think during this entire run of nostalgia so far, I've logged more hours in a game than NES (laughs) golf. It is tranquility to play golf. That's that's the way I think about it. Is like to me bringing my bringing my score closer to par in each in each course, tackling each course differently, trying different things. It's like this is like sandboxy in a way, like in a way that golf shouldn't be. And and you were talking about the courses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's just something so relaxing, something about like having a nice drink. And golf, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, and just- you could also one thing when I I wasn't on the golf episode, but yeah. uh, when I played golf, um, there's no music in it. And originally when I went into it, I was thinking like, oh, this is this is bad, but it's nice. The yeah. si- this is one this, that benefits from silence. With music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. It, and and like, like, if you get a, if, I'm thinking like you score no, oh, no okay. little jingle or anything. Right. It's just, you know, it's like your grandfather's game. Yeah. You know? but, and, you know, and I'm sure as a kid, I would have hated this. That's what's right. so funny about this <laughs> is like, I, you know, like I couldn't stand golf growing up. And yet here I am putting golf at number two. Just because it gets the gameplay so right. It get, it has mechanics that work. It has gameplay that's fun. It's got a scoring component that's rewarding, granted that it's based on actual golf. Yeah. But, like, everything everything that this game has going for it is good. Would you that, say, Mike, that when you... Every time you boot up golf, it's like you're revisiting an old friend. I don't have I don't have that level with it. I think it's like it's it's, it's like I've made a new friend. It's not oh. like it's a new friend who's old. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like visiting, <laughs> visiting a grandfather I never yeah. knew I had. <laughs> it's like, you know, all of a sudden one day it's like, hey, you know, you had a you had a grandfather. And it's like, really? And he's like, yeah, he's right down the block. And it's like, oh, I'd love to go hang out with him for an hour. And you just have excellent conversations. Excellent yeah. conversations. But I just wanted to throw it out there real fast. It does not mean that I think this game is essential. Okay? I'm not putting this on any essential games list anytime soon. So uh, that's not up for discussion with me. I don't want people to think, like, when they go and play golf, that they're like, oh, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> like what is Mike talking about? Right. It's like, well, it's really good to me. Right, this is your personal Me- top five. Yeah, it means something to me. Sam, number two. Number two, also golf. I. <laughs> this is incredible. I um, I really liked golf. I. It's just, I, I know I wasn't on the, the golf podcast, but just you can kind of, the mechanics are so solid that you can mess with it to, Say, like, okay, if I don't go exactly center over here, if I slice it this way using this iron, like, you can actually play golf with it, you know? <laughs> I, can, and I, I have this ringing in my ear right now of people, like, just flabbergasted by all of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, what? Okay, but, look, I didn't make it number one. <laughs> well, the, the thing is... The fact that we all have golf on our right. list. The thing is, too, none of us played this game together. Yeah. We all right. played separately. Our first... You know, our first time talking about it was on the episode. Yeah, I only, played, I only played Joe I mean, afterwards, and I'll tell you what, it's a good match, right? <laughs> I would was. like to talk to the, about that to someone. Yeah, you know, like yeah, just like that's a story I'm going to keep right. with me. Tell your kids about it. I'm exaggerating at this point. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. I don't really yeah, remember yeah, the specifics was, of it. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I beat you by one stroke. Was that what oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Throw that in. Oh, he remembers. In there. Yeah. 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 yeah, but yeah, golf. Um, great game. Wow, what a what a great pleasant surprise, Sam. Joe, number two. My number two, Super Mario Brothers. Ooh, I knew, I knew he would do this to us. I knew he would do this. Yeah. Do it to you. I, I, this is, I genuinely feel like there's one game. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I, already, like, I don't want to spoil it. Coming. I can feel I don't want to spoil it. I know it's going to be a big surprise. <laughs> but no, Super Mario Brothers, uh, as I mentioned on that episode, was that uh, at first I was kind of worried that it wasn't going to live up to it. But like, it's hard to not have fun. When you're playing that game, I mean, the, the the physics of it and the even dying is fun. Even dying game. is fun. like like Old. when you. Uh, sorry, I should explain that. I didn't when, mean to give you a look, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like it's true. It's not fun when you die, but it is because you know that you were being stupid. Right. Like unless it was a Hammer Brother, usually it's on you. If it's a yeah, Hammer it Brother, it's their fault. Or if it's one cheap. of those levels with the puzzle and you can't figure out the puzzle, right? And you're just running yes. out of time yeah. forever. Yep. That's probably um, why Joe put it at number two. He right. had a big, he had a big was, uh, conversation about that. My biggest complaint was the puzzles. Hmm. I mean, we didn't do this episode together, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sean and Sam, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, there were hidden elements to it. There was, there's a lot to it for an NES game, and it's, it's hard to not have fun with it. So, number two, Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Sean, number, number two. Oh, wait, wait, I just want to let you know, you're, you're the wild card right now for me in terms of your number two. I don't know what you're going to say, but my, now okay. I think I do know what you're yeah, going to say. My number two is Duck Hunt. Yes. Like, it, that, it had to be said. I mean, this is uh, the only game with... Uh, with an alternative input method that I think is worth its salt. Like, I mean, uh, what was Hogan's, Hogan's Alley, Alley and Wild Gunman? Wild, Wild Gunman, like, yeah, they're fine, but they're just worse versions of Duck Hunt. Right. And I think that it has enough in the mechanic of the physical mechanic of aiming your gun at the TV and shooting the ducks uh, or the skeet shooting if you want to be more pacifistic about it. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, Actually, I think Joe wound up liking that mode more. <laughs> I, I liked it. Could be. It's close. <laughs> it's close. I remember in that episode. It was a fantastic yeah. episode. Everybody should revisit yeah. that Duck Hunt episode. Joe Joe has a passion for that right. that I've never seen. And, and you know, just sorry to interrupt on you. Yeah, there, yeah. But the, just what you guys just said about golf kind of makes me think about maybe that's why I like the uh, the skeet shooting because it's uh it's kind of relaxing. It's relaxing. Yeah, it's, it's quiet. It's, like an old, it's a new friend that's old. <laughs> exactly. I'm also going to inject here for a minute just because it's timely. At the time of this recording, Fortnite is the like number one most popular game, uh, not only on iOS now, which is weird, but also iOS. yeah, there's a um, there's an iPhone version of this game now, and it is number one on really? the App Store. Period. Not just in games. Wow. Number one on the App Store. But beyond that, too, it's also the highest grossing game right now in terms of, like, daily amount of money made. Like, it's it's just killing it with how much Fortnite makes. It's a makes. free-to-play game, It's right? a free-to-play game. I, that I people, haven't played any of it. People spend so much money on it, of course, yeah. though, because that's how they get you. It's free-to-play for a reason. It's making, like, $195 million or something like oh that. Oh, my God. And here's the crazy thing is Joe said... That when he watches his brother play Fortnite, he just thinks about how he could be at home playing Duck Hunt. And, and I have played Fortnite, and it's fun, but I would rather play Duck Hunt. Wow. <laughs> I right. want that on a shirt. I'd rather play Duck Hunt. I could right. play Fortnite. No, the whole that, thing. The whole that's quote. my <laughs> I could this play whole Fortnite. From the beginning of the episode. Yeah, yeah, That's my two cents on Duck Hunt. Okay. Uh, so real fast, before we do our number ones, uh, I'd like to throw a curveball in here, something I didn't ask you guys to prepare for, but I, I think the answer is still kind of obvious. What was the worst game you played out of the 17 launch titles? Sam? Hmm. Worst game? I mean, there's worst, and there's also, like, disappointing. I so, think it has to be the worst game you played. I don't think it's the disappointing one. I think it is, Worst like, game? I mean, oh, oh, it's it's... The uh the rob, up, the rob right? games yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well it's, is it stack up or gyromite which one it's stack up it's stack, it's stack up. up okay I, I I didn't even categorize them as part of the other ones <laughs> <laughs> they never were even yeah. factored into my yeah. launch game decisions yeah no I was like oh well you know ice climbers has kind of janky mechanics and then, <laughs> and then it's no. like oh wait wait gyromite <laughs> yeah no it's it's stack up stack up okay Joe stack up Sean, Sean? I mean, it has to be a game that you actually played because I I turned on Stack Up, I stared at it for a while, and then I turned it off. <laughs> so I can't say that that's like the worst game I played. The worst game I played was Gyromite. I'm also going to throw in a curveball that Stack Up isn't a game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's not even a game. Ball. It's based on an honor system. Like, you know, it's like it's like the, another great game is like you know, don't eat all the cookies in the cookie jar, but like you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for that reason, I'm gonna say Gyromite as well so there's a split there but the uh ultimate worst game is rob himself so there's that going for it all right so now it's time for number one One, one. hoping to do a little echo effect myself there on the sorry you can do it again i'll could can you go now can we can we all echo it like you say then you say then (laughs) okay here we go we're gonna do it okay so right now we're gonna do our Number one, one, one. Oh, no, 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 no. he's so, just echoing you. You don't right. know. This so, is all staying. So you don't, right, so you yeah. don't, this is all staying in the episode. You, you don't say anything after one. You okay. say one, and then you say one. We're doing and this? I, and I say, yeah. Okay. And okay. I say Why one, and then Joe says one. You're the conductor. Okay, okay, ready? Number one. 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 Okay, let's, let's try that like a little bit faster. I, I think we're good. All right, all, right. <laughs> all right, so that's how big of a deal this is. We took the time to get to that, and uh, I put a chapter marker right here, so this way you could skip right to this moment. <laughs> so our number one game. Gee, wonder what this will be. 
Mm, I was debating. No, it's Super Mario Brothers, people. Super Mario Brothers is my number one game. It's a classic. It does everything right still. It doesn't feel that aged. It no. doesn't. This game, you could have told, like, this is, you know, The Wizard of Oz is like a really, really old movie from 1937 and, or 38. 1938, and people are like, oh, wow, this movie is timeless. It's timeless because the way that they did the color, but also just like the sets and the characters and the way everybody behaves, it's, it's just, it works. Yeah. It's, it's a timeless movie. This is a timeless game. Even though the graphics visually date this game, the mechanics do not. And so this is my number one game. Sam? Yep. It's, I think it's the most complete game. Uh, not that the others aren't, well, some of them, but it, it just, it has the most going for it. It nails what it set out to do better than arguably any game ever has, you know? Um, and it's just, I don't know, the music is there, the art is there, it's weird, it's fun, it's just, it's a masterpiece. That's it. All right. Joe. Well, I'm obviously <laughs> the, uh, the odd man out here, but my, uh, my number one is Duck Hunt. Ah, and interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Surprising. Surprising. I know. Um, but the reason I put Duck Hunt over Super Mario Brothers is because Super Mario Brothers, you can go back and play Super Mario Brothers and you're still going to have a great time. But you've played, probably played later games and other games that are similar. I, I really can't think of another game that can give you the experience of Duck Hunt. And I, I, I think that you can have. I can think of two. <laughs> Fair. But I, I think that you can have just such a unique, like, different experience that hasn't really evolved since, but doesn't really need to. I mean, it's it's just a simple, it's that's accessible to anyone. You pick it up, you play, you sh- you shoot at the targets, and that's, it's as simple as that, but it's just, it's just accessible fun for anyone. All right. All right. I'm going to do um, a Duck Hunt commercial soon. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait right. to see that Duck Hunt commercial. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to step away from Joe's thing again. We're going to get back to Mario. Okay? Yeah, because back Mario, to Mario Zone. Because Mario's my number one, obviously. <laughs> uh, what I said back in the episode for Mario was that I, I believe that the time of release, this was the best game ever made, and I'm going to repeat that right then. Um, I still have fun with it in ways that I don't have fun with any other game on that list like i don't even know i think i played soccer once but i still think that it deserved to be on this list that's how much like better i think super mario was than every other game in the launch the replayability is through the roof you will play this game for 30 years for 30 years (laughs) or even more you know who knows super mario brothers is the wizard of oz of game you know yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) hey that's actually not a bad quote for the back of the box the back of the box should have put that on the back of the box but i will say if you go to like howlongtobeat.com they should have a column in there for super mario brothers that just has like 30 years (laughs) it's like the witcher 3 is at like 110 hours or something like that for 100 percent completion it's like no super mario brothers 30 years until you transcend there's a transcend category it, it involves going up that little vine yes <laughs> uh so sam do we have our official list or do you need some time yeah uh give me give me one sec right, well, it's almost done it's okay. almost done you guys want to keep talking the music. Again, i'm gonna be i'm gonna play my favorite nes track right now Wow, Mike, that was great. Yeah, and I just want to be clear, that's my favorite NES launch game, which is 
song. Lunch, lunch oh my goodness, song. which is so funny because it was Gyromite. So it's like now all of a sudden people are like, did he pick number one for Gyromite? No, that's my worst game favorite song. Okay, that song you is. You do so, play that song quite a bit. Yeah, that's. I mean, like, I'll, Joe's my roommate at home, uh, and like he just back here. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just hears me dance around to that song, and I kind of do like robot arms, like. See, that's the Everybody do this. Oh, that's really cool. Making no, robot Rob that. dance moves. Stop it. I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's really not cool. Uh, okay, right, anyway, so I, think, the tallies. Yeah, I think we're here to do something. Uh, Sam, you've tallied them up for us. To please tell us the game at number five and also how many points it scored. Uh, oh, wait. Totally fine. <laughs> okay. We'll, ta- we'll no, take another break. No, no, real I, fast. I, did, uh, so I, I did them for everything. So, of all the games that we mentioned... Oh, we just the, need number five and up. Just five and up. Okay, yep. one, two, three, four, five. Number five, we got four points coming in for it. It is Excitebike. Hey, yeah. number five, which is only one of our three essential games, and comes in at fifth place. Excitebike. At least it's on the list. It's nice to be on the list. Uh, honestly, surprising, uh, for me anyway, coming in at number four with five votes is Kung Fu. Kung Fu! Mm, getting it up there. All right. Uh, with, that. with 12 votes, our number three is Duck Hunt. Oh my goodness, wow. it Duck happened. It happened. And with wow. 13 votes. Instead of 12, right? Instead of 12. What do you mean instead of 12? Well, 12. The, the other one had 12, right? You did my one. Duck, Hunt, D- had Duck 12. Hunt had 12. This yeah. next one, number two, had 13 uh, golf. Golf. Wow. At number two. That's that amazing. says a lot. Sam pushed that game over the edge with yeah. his pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah. Yeah. It's a good game. That's incredible. Uh, and a number one with 19 votes. 19. It only, is... only uh, what is that? Six away yeah. from being the number two game. Mm-hmm. It is Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario No, it's Super Mario Brothers, baby! That's right. Super Mario Brothers, our number one game. No surprise there. I think everyone is still devastated about golf being our number two game. All of a sudden, we've lost like 20 subscribers. <laughs> so, guys, don't take this seriously. And in fact, I'm going to throw this out there right now. If you have to listen to this episode, you feel like you have a top five for these 17 games, send them away. I'd love to hear them. Maybe I'll even read them in a future episode. I'd love to hear what you guys think about your top five games because remember it's all for good fun anyway we're not here to tell you how to live your life (laughs) Sean are you here to tell anybody how to live all you gamer boys and gamer girls can do whatever you want I love that look at that all inclusive too you didn't mention gamer dogs but there are no gamer dogs you can't yeah some games games. (laughs) (laughs) didn't you actually say duck hunt dog is like a cool dude like (laughs) you actually said that he gets a bad rap Mike I think you said that you have dreams about the duck hunt dog okay but the other thing is that they don't exist they don't exist. So. Does that type of dog even exist? I know it's like a really <laughs> stupid question, it's but a, like, isn't it like a hound? Just the hound? Yeah, it's just know. like I never really—you never see them look like that. You know, like, like fox yeah, like and the hound, eight bit. Yeah, <laughs> or even just like fox and the hound. You know, like that right. hound. They're very right. exaggerated on on screen. That's so, true. guys, okay, it's 1985. We've talked about the present and the past. Can we talk about the future? Ooh, welcome to wow. the future. Wow. I'd love to talk about the future. 1986. Sean, by the way, incredible transition. Uh, <laughs> New host. New I, host yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, you might uh, be gunning for a, uh, a promotion. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, 1986 is coming around, guys. And interestingly enough, I've already mentioned we won't get another game until June of 1986. Thankfully, we live in 2018. 
to some people, this might be 2019. <laughs> to aliens, this might be an unknown year. You know? <laughs> like, like a year on their own calendar right. that doesn't they use numbers. They, yeah. they may not even use time. They right. just experience right. all of the podcasts simultaneously. The and they probably time. don't measure by our Earth going around our sun. So with that in mind, let's let's talk just about 1986 because the future future is overwhelming. Yeah. So in 1986, there's a bunch of games coming out. We're not going to go through all of them, but I thought it'd be really cool to talk about two games that you're hyped about and one game that you're really not looking forward to. We're going to go in reverse order this time. So Sean... What are the two games you're looking forward to and the one that you're really not that jazzed about? So the lineup for 1986 is like on, on at first glance and not really knowing a lot of these games. It's kind of underwhelming to look at just like uh, I don't want to color your uh, reaction to our, our upcoming episodes, but I don't know many of them. But Gumshoe is a game that. I just like the idea of. I'm just going to give a real quick uh, Wikipedia. Oh, I love it! Yeah, let's hear it. Of the story of Gumshoe, Mr. Stevenson is an ex FBI agent turned detective. He receives a ransom note from a mafia boss, King Dom, who has kidnapped Stevenson's daughter, Jennifer. Stevenson must collect five Black Panther diamonds within 24 hours in order to see his daughter again. I don't know how that's going to turn into an NES game. Like, <laughs> wow, yeah. Does that have to do with the Black Panthers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is a very intense yeah. video game for 1986. So uh, I don't know wow. what kind of game this is. It's like early GTA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play NES GTA. And the other game that I, I'm looking forward to, I don't really know much about this game, but it has a reputation, is Balloon Fight. And I don't really have as much of an interesting thing to say about Balloon Fight, but it it seems to still retain a cult status. So I uh, I want to I want to see it. I'm happy to see Balloon Fight on there for you. Yeah. I, think, I think you will enjoy that one. Cool. Yeah. I hope that's not sarcastic. No, no, no. I think you will. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's another like Iwata uh, thing. You know, that was his whole jam, and uh, people hold that pretty close to Nintendo even today. So yeah. I think I think that will if you've never played it before, I think you'll be uh interested in that one. Cool, cool. Okay, so what's your what's your one game you're not looking forward to? <laughs> I'm not looking forward to Ghosts and Goblins. Uh simply because I've heard way too many horror stories about how difficult that game is. And we've already, we've played some difficult games and I know that Mario has a sort of reputation for being difficult, but uh, not to the level that I've heard about Ghosts and Goblins. So I'm looking forward to a lot of frustration with that one. Well, Ghosts and Goblins, it, you fight things in it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's a fighting game. I don't know anything about it. I, I did look up uh, a quick little description of it before. Um, but, uh, I mean, you liked Kung Fu. I did. I think I think some people who are our NES loyalists over here that are listening to this podcast are just going to be shocked by Sam's statement. And it's going to be a huge testament to how, like, how brand new some of these games are to us. Because, I mean, like, I know Ghost and Goblins, but for Sam to describe it as a fighting game there for a second was <laughs> I, just, like, just amazing. Like, it's, 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 it couldn't be more... Hey, this podcast is filled with heresy, right? right? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm we, saying, we, like, we called... What, what was the club that we, we were talking about in, in golf? We were just completely. Oh wrong yeah, about yeah, yeah. We didn't know wedge, what the, the wedges, the wedges, the wedges stood for. Oh, right. We had no idea. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, 
It was yeah, it was wrong. embarrassing. I can't even it's remember like what it I, is now. Someone told me what it is. What did I, what did I, I call the end zone? <laughs> the, the, the touchdown area, the touchdown <laughs> field, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway, that's embarrassing stuff. Not that Sam should feel embarrassed about that. I think that's great that we have someone who's going. I, into I'm Ghost going in blind. I have blind. no idea. I'm going in blind too, except for that. But you know, I'm saying like, yeah, you yeah. know the reputation right. and stuff like that. Uh, you fight stuff. You like the other fighting game. It's some kind of fighting game. You really like games that have enemies. I like enemies. You'll love enemies. All right, okay. Joe. Joe, what do you got? Um, so I will say that I came up with these before I knew the description of Gumshoe. It might have factored <laughs> in there. I don't know. But uh, I have a quick honorable mention, which is just 1942, just because I played it when I was a kid a lot. So I just want to see if I, like, I don't really remember much about it. So okay. I want to see what that one's all about. Um, actually... Ghost and Goblins is on my looking forward to looking forward because to. of its reputation and because I know that like the NES is kind of known for having those punishing experiences and we haven't had one of those yet so I'm just kind of looking forward to seeing like how hard it really is and I'm sure okay. it's really hard but I want to see if it's frustrating or if it's a fun hard um and the other one is Mario Bros and that's because I talked about this a little bit in the Super Mario Bros episode um Mario Bros. is like a game that kind of falls under the radar for me. Like it's it's something that I learned about much later. Like there was an there was another Mario Brothers before Super Mario Brothers, right. and, it's, and it's the it's the mini game that's in Super Mario Brothers three, which is one of my favorite games. Um, so I'm interested to see like how that had evolved in Super Mario Brothers three, and if it if it's any worse or better or is any different variety right, in the right. original. Um, so those are mine that I'm looking forward to. Very cool. Do I do the... Yeah, you do the... I definitely want to hear the game you're not looking forward to. I couldn't remember if we were doing those all after. Um, So the one that I'm not excited for is Donkey Kong Jr. Math. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know too much about it. Just something about the name. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe the the math math games, like Sonic (laughs) Math... Uh, all those math games I loved. (laughs) That's fair. Well, they're like fighting games. Yeah, they're like fighting games. Um, Growing up, I really did like... um, you guys remember Howie? No. The no. bear, the golden bear that Howie Mandel played? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're making Sorry. That. No, I'm not making this up. Based back when off of it. Howie Mandel even had hair back then, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's too weird to describe on this podcast, <laughs> but um, Howie was like, a, he was in Toontown or something, and then eventually Howie got his own games in math <laughs> and stuff like that. I remember Math Blaster. It was like yeah, a Math Blaster. Yeah, there was like an ice cream game or something in this Howie <laughs> math game. Someone in this podcast who's listening is like, oh my gosh, like, it just affected <laughs> me on a deep level, and I'm right there with you. You know, there was like this song that they would sing. It was like, you're smart, you're smart, you're really, really smart. See, this it was all like, sounds like very ab- pandering. To, ab- absolute, like gibberish right it is, now. It is complete gibberish. Yeah, so I I can't imagine what you're actually talking about. Right, right. About. It's hard to describe. That's a game where it's hard to describe what anybody... Like, what are you envisioning right now? Howie Mandel or this golden bear? Like, anyway... Are you good, Joe? I'm good. Okay. That's it. Sam, let's right. hear it. So, uh, I'm excited for a couple games. I'm excited for... Um, just because I've, I've heard about this game, it was in... It's mentioned in Melee, in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, Mock Rider. Okay. That's coming up. And I'm excited to see, I don't know if it's like a racing game, but uh, I do like racing games. I like to excite bike a lot. Uh, and so I'm excited to see something kind of like that. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen with that. Yeah, I do see, um, usually when people talk about Mock Rider, they talk about it with Excite Bike. So I think like the two go together very well. And I believe the two were released a lot closer in Japan than okay. they were in for the NES. All right. And your other game? Uh, my other game. 
is um it was mentioned briefly uh 1942 1942 yeah because i i feel like i may have played it at one point but i don't really remember it but uh it's like an aerial fighting kind of game right yeah like a you know kind of a very early shmup i don't know shmup Shoot him up. Shoot him up. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's shoot up as a game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. I feel like I'm gonna like that kind of a game. Um, not excited for just kind of all of the Donkey Kong games. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I really don't like Donkey Kong because I had uh, I played Donkey Kong 64 uh, when I was little. Yeah. That's the one that came with my oh, N64. Banana. Oh, banana. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. Oh, I played a lot of that game. I yeah. still haven't beaten it because. <laughs> There is one part in the game that is mandatory to finish the game, which is you have to beat the original Donkey Kong uh, in, twice. Inside the game? Inside Donkey <laughs> Kong 64. But you only have, I think, two lives. And every time you die, like every time your two lives are up, you have to do this long cutscene again just to restart the game. And it now, just. I don't know if Donkey Kong 64 does it any differently but sam that doesn't sound hard at all like i've, I've been no, Kong many times it's like, just frustrating because like screen? you can't <laughs> <laughs> we got a kill screen coming up on aisle 14 <laughs> it's just frustrating because i'm not i wasn't that great at it and if you're not that good at it you don't have a chance to get better because every time you die you have to watch the stupid cutscene again and okay. it's just it's just frustrating and it brings up those memories so right. you've got a lot of baggage I some, behind yeah donkey oh kong. i got some baggage okay. behind donkey sam, kong i've got to tell you i'm behind you on on uh yeah. on donkey kong i've never been a big fan of the 2D original Donkey Kong game. Yeah, I, it's just it's just not that fun to me. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you, I do like Donkey Kong, but it's not on my looking forward to games because I, I know what that's all about. I'm going to pick some games that I'm actually looking forward to in the sense of, well, I can't actually wait to get to these. My first, Ghost and Goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost and Goblins is something I'm definitely looking forward to because I think this is the first NES challenge that I really want to overcome. I'm, I'm kind of just going to say it here on this episode. I'm going to try and beat this game. Oh, wow. Not twice, not the way that they wanted you to do it the backwards way. Uh, we're not going to get into this now, but basically they wanted you to beat the game twice, okay? And I think that's unfair to say, like, beat the game twice. So I'm just going to try and beat it once, and I'm not even sure I'll be able to do that, but I'm going to try and, you know, dedicate some time and really get through that game. Uh, I'm, I just think, like, there's a difficulty notoriety behind it, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll challenge myself to do that. Also, it's just a, it's a really fun game, too, so... In terms of like, we'll see the, about that, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I meant, <laughs> not not. Fun. I meant like it's well designed. It's not. Okay. It's not hard because it's cheap. It's gotcha. hard because it's hard. There's there's a lot coming at you and a lot to deal with. My other game is Gradius. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, that was one of the ones that I might have put on. Yeah, there. and I was very surprised to hear uh, no Gradius from other people. But uh, and I don't know if it's Gradius it or Gradius. I don't know what the official is. I go Gradius, but. This is um like a very early shmup as well, and I love shmups like that. that that's a huge thing for me, and I've I've played Gra- uh, Gradius before, but I'm more familiar with its later iterations. So I'm really excited to go back to this one and really try to like you know get good. It's it's arcadey. Get good. Yeah, it's arcadey, but yeah, I want to get good. Like I actually want to be good at this game. So I think that's like a common theme between those two so games. You're looking forward to some really challenging. Looking stuff. forward to some challenging stuff uh, cool. because I felt like. While these two games are cha- are known for being challenging, I think that they're more of like a, a rewarding part of it than, say, uh, I was having a really challenging time with Clue Clue Land, which had 300 levels, and I had no idea, like, I should be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go keep playing that. <laughs> the game I'm not looking forward to is Donkey Kong Jr. Math. And, and the reason, I'll just say something different here for a minute. I'm not looking forward to Donkey Kong Jr. Math 
because there's something different about almost every NES game that's coming out in 1986. And even if some of them don't seem great, I'm still excited to try them for the very first time. I am not excited to try it. Thank you, I'm doing your math. Just straight up, like, I'm not excited to, to do some education. Like, <laughs> Come on, guys. We're, we're, we're liberal, educated people. <laughs> I just don't know if I need, you know, like, like I don't know if I need Donkey Kong doing that for me. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't even know if kids need a Donkey Kong doing that for them back then. All right, but, all right. but you know what? It's an interesting crossover. Who would have thought Donkey Kong and math would get together? I'm kind of curious about Donkey Kong Jr. math because I know Nintendo has a, rep- a reputation for making hard games but when i think a math game i think it's geared towards kids and if they want to make math like learn learning math easy and fun they're going to make it kind of a more like an easier game i think this game is going to be really really boring yeah. i think yeah. that this yeah. game is going to be addition and subtraction right. lucky to see some multiplication maybe in game b <laughs> wait you don't even, you don't think there's going to be like the the, the square root of <laughs> <laughs> there's not going to be any square root i guarantee i would put money down that there's no square root i'm not going to i'm not taking you up on that okay <laughs> I, i'm curious about that game in the to the extent that I want, like, you guys to play the game, and then I'll be here <laughs> yeah. and talk about it. I'm curious about that game the way I'm curious about, like, venomous bugs, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, mess with them too much, but uh, from a distance, I can I'll read about them on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, so that's 1985. We, You know, I felt pretty good about 1985, and looking ahead to 1986 looks great. Obviously, you know, 1987 is where things start to, like, get bumping, and then 1988 is just like, you know, the Floodgates release. But we have to remember what we were talking about is, again, this was just like a limited New York launch. L.A. just kind of starts in early 86, and then it goes mass in late 86. So it's really like, you know, it's a slow start, but we're getting we're getting there. Yeah. And I don't think that we've really, in terms of the NES library, we haven't even put a dent in this guy yet. Yeah, so it's you guys weird. are in for the long haul with us right It's now. weird to be doing a celebration thing after only 17 episodes, knowing that there are over 700 <laughs> games to play. But we're not done with the episode yet. One thing that I think I would like to do at, at the end of every celebration episode, year-end thing, if you will, is really look into the essential games list and uh, refine and, um, you know, Make a case for things. So we're going to open up the trial now for the essential games list. And the way that this works, because it's been reviewed, we've talked about it. We had our essential games list. The What I need now is if anybody wants to take a game off the list or put a game on the list, they will make a motion. You will say, I would like so-and-so to be on the essential games list or be off the essential games list. It requires unanimous voting. Everyone must say, I am in favor of taking it off. Everyone must say, I am in favor of putting it on. You can't try and sneak a fast one and get golf on the essential games list, even though it's the number two game of 1985, because I just, you know, you get, you need unanimous vote. With that said, would anyone like to make a case for a game to go on or off the essential games list? Oh, we got Joe. I would like to make a case. Joe, let's hear it. My case is for one that I voted for, Excite Bike. So here's my here's my thought process. Yeah, when, you'll have to con- you'll have to right. do some convincing here so to take it off. When we first recorded Excite Bike, there's, there's a couple reasons here. When we first recorded it, I'm gonna peek behind the curtain a little bit. I don't know if this is okay, but this is fine. We recorded Excite Bike 
at the same time as, as our first four episodes, we recorded them all on the same day. And at that time, we had Essential and we had Skip It. Those are the two options. And I liked Excite Bike, and I really didn't want to tell people to skip it. Whereas the other three that we had played, which were Clue Clue Land, Ten Yard Fight, and Baseball, I was okay with putting the Skip It because they definitely weren't essential. But since then, since that episode, we've added the Play It option. And if you go back and listen to that episode, I was very torn on whether or not to put Excite Bike in yes. the essential. Uh, and now that we have the Play It option, I'm pretty confident that that's where it belongs. Um, and the reason that really tipped it over the edge for me was the course creation. To me at that time, I was mind blown that there was a course creation on the NES and the fact that you can create something so simple that you don't need to know much about, you know, video game development to just jump in and create one for the NES because NES games are mm-hmm. simple. But since then, we've already had what I think is a much better course creation and we might have more. Right. And now that we have, I have others to compare it to. I look at our essential games list and I look at Duck Hunt, I look at Super Mario Bros, and I look at Excite Bike, and one of those just does not belong with the others, is my So, case. Joe, are you voting to remove Excite Bike? I am voting to remove Excite Bike from the essential list and put it and play it. Sean, are you voting to remove Excite Bike from the essential games list? As someone that did not vote for Excite Bike in the first place and see that as a dark mark. <laughs> on our essential games list, I will also vote to remove it. I will also vote to remove it from ah, the shoot. essential this games down list. To me, huh? <laughs> Sam, I, so I Sam, vote. Sam, you know it is. It requires unanimous. You so have I don't know. I want to say. Do not feel one hundred percent respect your opinion, whichever way it is. Yeah, just consider what I said. I I do consider it. I I, I mean, this is just one of those games that I personally enjoyed a lot, but I. But take yourself know. out of the... Right, right, yeah. right. I don't know if that means that it's necessarily essential. Um, We did kind of play through it several times, and after that, you can kind of see how it can get exhausted. Um, So I, I do concede <laughs> there. Um, Shoot, this is, this is tricky. Uh, it's okay. Um, this this gotta, is the tension that everybody's waiting <laughs> for. Don't leave us out. hanging for too long. What do you think? Do you vote to remove it from the essential games list? Yeah. And yeah, there you it have makes, it. It makes it definitely play it. It's super fun. It will right. be moved to play it. Make no mistake about it. It will not be on skip it. Uh, and oh we have taken something away right. from what the excitement. What a weight fans. off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think that this was this was healthy. <laughs> this was a healthy discussion that it. needed to be have that needed to happen. Yeah, I and, would say because I mean after sorry sorry to yeah, cut no, you it's off. Okay. After playing golf, I mean, it's just there's you know there are going to be more gems like golf in there, and it's not good there that won't be essential, right? And right. I think that golf is a better game than Excite Bike, right? And okay. so, it's interesting to see like how much your opinion changes once you've just played more games. Yeah, like, yeah. and I think that's something. I think that is the number one reason for why we do this. For sure, is right. that for sure. we you know we we could be clouded in hype sometimes. Yeah, uh, right. I remember. What game was that uh, for you? Was that golf? Where you were getting you, really high? Yeah, yeah. I, had to, I, had like, I want to go down. last. I had right. to settle down because I didn't want to just keep hearing all this great stuff about this game that I enjoyed, 
but really doesn't deserve to be on there. Right. right. But in the moment, you're almost like, yeah. oh, maybe it should be on there, and you panic, and you're like, yeah. i got to put it on there. Yeah, it is interesting to think if uh, what 1986 will bring it. Yeah. Will it bring an essential game onto the list? Except by being removed from the list isn't the end of the world because it was our number five game. Yeah. It wasn't uh, even you on know? my personal list. <laughs> so, but it, but it, is a, it is a top five NES launch right. game, and I think that that's something nice to have beside it. And uh, that's really all we can say. That's it. And that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Donkey Kong. And be sure to play it yourself if you can. Heck, get to an arcade cabinet. Do it that way. It's not that much different. For more Nostalgia, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And be sure to check out NostalgiaCast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A Cast.com. There, you'll find links to the show and show notes, as well as our other platforms, such as Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you so much for your support of Nostalgia. We thank you for spending time with us, especially during these crucial 1985 launch games. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. never thought about how do we start the episode usually we read the back of a box uh, let's read the back of a like a cereal box, box. The, the first box anyone no, 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 that's actually a really good idea hold on hold on hold on let's just swear the back of a cereal box that's a really good the one sean said <laughs> the first line of wikipedia for the year 1984 <laughs>